it has been a long week, a good week, great week, but long. And I am just now, on Saturday, getting to my previous week's notes. Um, and guess what? It's going to include everything. <laughs> so last weekend, we hosted the What Do You Study Now That You're Done workshop on continuing education. That was hosted, well, I hosted it, but it was led by Coach Daniel Heller. He's in the Pacific Northwest, and he and I have attended many conferences together. And we we speak, seems like weekly now. Um, hasn't always been the case, but more recent has been weekly. And, you know, we both have that passion for continuing education and helping the field of strength and conditioning grow, specifically in the private sector. But, you know, in general, we want to help the athletic communities we're involved in. Um, So that was awesome. Uh, Great content. I'm looking at those notes from there. I ripped the page. Um, Let's see. Yeah, I'm I'm literally holding the page together (laughs) right now. But one of the takeaways, and I'm, I'm working on developing the visual for this, who was it that said it? I don't have her name down by it. Anyway, one of one of the takeaways was think of a funnel. Okay, when you start your career, your education, your continuing education pieces should be broad across the spectrum within your field, and, and even with outside of it, so that one your knowledge base grows beyond your specialization. Uh, which helps not only you in applying your what you specialize in your specialty, but you can also help your clientele if you're able to realize, hey, this is outside of my scope, outside of my specialty, and it falls within X. And here's someone that is a an expert in this area so it's a funnel and I've titled it the continuing education funnel and top end is broad and then bottom end is narrow so like as you work you start narrowing in on your focus um, and it it comes down toward your specialization and your direct areas of influence uh, so you've already grown your knowledge base and now you're able to really, really pull in the pieces that are cohesive and work and are needed to do the purposed work that you do. Um, so that was the takeaway from that. And sent someone some RPR links, Reflexive Performance Reset. I know what it was. It was um, have an athlete. This is awesome. The first athlete that I'm able to sponsor to an event through Athletic Foundations um, finalized everything on Wednesday as far as covering um, hotel. Uh, didn't, did not 
they didn't ask for help with travel or anything else. They just, you know, hotel was kind of the missing piece of the puzzle. So I was able to help there with athletic foundations. This is huge, a huge step because through athletic foundations, I've been able to do the work that I've wanted to do for years. And just to, to actually sit down, work through the process of, of making it happen, it felt so great. I didn't really get to enjoy it in that moment. Um, you know, just a lot of life stress, good stress, but a lot of life stress this week. Um, honestly, nothing bad, just <laughs> a lot of things moving, you know, you got to keep it going. And I didn't have time to sit down in that moment and reflect and enjoy it like I want it to. Uh, and like I will at some point, <laughs> but, um, it, it was just, it was really awesome to actually be able to do that. And, and what I'm going to do this weekend is get out just an overview of what all has been accomplished through athletic foundations in this relatively short period. I mean, launched the program, what, June? June 1st, and onboarded, it was within five athletes, I have to look exactly, a few had issues in attending, one came consistently, and saw great growth, so showing that, and, you know, kind of giving an overview of the curriculum, uh, have the summer curriculum up on teachable have two workshops up on teachable we'll have a third up on teachable by midweek um you know have people committed professionals committed to deliver from their um specialties so from finance communication uh, mental health professional is going to help with performance anxiety uh, my wife will help on inspiration over information and I'm, I'm missing a couple others but you know I have people in canon ready to go um, and so that's cool to see that workshop series come about um, then of course uh, helping this athlete get to their competition site and we've covered meals for a football team through FCA, I feel like there's something else. Oh, yeah, um, hosted a nutrition uh, seminar for athletes in, I guess it was July. So for, for a group of female athletes, did that. And it, it's just been awesome. It's, you know, I guess it's been kind of slow, but it's it's been steady. So I'm all right with that. We're doing work. Um, and it, it just it continues to grow there's more there are more opportunities on the horizon some things i have to think through financially here over the next couple of weeks to really just i mean it, it's it's awesome i'm excited to see where we're going um but yeah that's where the <laughs> reflexive performance reset um video that i have of me walking them through the reset drills uh, I sent that to them along with a PNF stretch deal for um, to help one of their competitors, teammates. I'm sorry. 
Do do do. What else happened? Yeah, the Alabama State Board were ramping back up. As far as the uh, NCAA Alabama State Board, we are ramping up. So we've had one call that I've missed. We've had a, a chain of emails that I've been involved with and um, spoke with the state director yesterday, actually. And really excited, really, really excited to get this going and fire it up. It's now, I don't think it's... Uh, requirement a heart requirement but now the NSCA has positions they want filled by each board member uh, so got to speak through what that will look like for myself and other areas that I can assist which uh, pretty excited about that oh so this week part of the stress at a volleyball team going to compete in regionals you win regionals at least you win your first was it first two? I forget which one. You got to at least win the first match. But uh, you win on your first day, then you are competing in the state finals. So uh, you have the Elite Eight, the Final Four, and then the um, the final, the championship. Uh, so it's helping get a team ready for that. Uh, you know, what was it, Thursday morning, drove up. We lost. Um, you know, it was a great season and didn't end how I would have liked it to, (laughs) but you know, that's, I don't play, I don't compete and they did great. I mean, more than proud of them and what they accomplished this season, not only in this last competition, I mean, they played lights out, freaking awesome. It was amazing to see they've overcome a great deal of adversity and, I mean, they've handled it awesomely. So, I, you know, it's it's tough to go out with an L, but they did great. Um, then it was sophomore night at Lawson. So another with another school that I'm rolling S&C for. On Wednesday, I took my kids. We had a great time. This So this is my second year rolling the strength and conditioning so this group was my first group I mean you know it's been two years this is year two and so they were freshmen when we started and all of them have bought in all of them are I wish I had it on I don't do as much video intake as I used to um, as far as with movements and patterns and whatnot maybe to a fault but if I could show where they were as far as their squats, their hinges, presses, like, oh my goodness. <laughs> um, we've come a long way. And uh, even the weight on the barbell, when we made it to that point, you know, um, some have had slow progressions, others have progressed quickly, and it's just awesome to see. But um, that was Wednesday night. I mean, they did. They won. They they won in five actually, but uh, played very well, and it, it was great to see them. Uh, one win, but you know, just sophomore night, so that that was cool to be a part of. Um, other notes. Oh, at the state tournament, her name is Angie Cothran. She was. One of the um, one of the janitors at um, the Von Braun Center, 
and I started talking about, you know, kind of what's going on and just as far as, you know, the girls playing and all this and that and some of the adversity and how cool it is to see athletes overcome that and just people in general in life. And she said, you have three choices in life. And I'm going to be very frank and clear and give it to you how she said it. You have three choices in life. You can either laugh, you can cry, or you can give the fuck up. She said, I'm done crying. (laughs) There ain't no way I'm giving up. So you better believe when you see me, I'm going to be laughing. (laughs) And I I told her I would take that and I would share it here. Uh, So you have three choices in life. That's from Angie. Uh, seems to be a good spirit. Uh, we, we talked a good bit. And, and what was cool about the event in Huntsville, um, there are, I have some relationships up there, some coaches that I've worked with over the years, um, and, um, you know, uh, I handle from a distance strength and conditioning for high school up there. So that there are ties to that area. And, um, you know, got to see those coaches and, you know, just catch up with them. And that was, that was really fun. That was really fun to see and, um, and to get to hear them, hear what they're going through, how they're handling some, some of the, not even adversities, just issues that come up in the day to day and, you know, kind of putting heads together and working through some things. And I challenged one of them, I'll call them out later, but I challenged one of them to, uh, to kind of get out of his comfort zone and and do what he feels need to be needs to be done as an action in an area to help push um, education on the high school side as far as strength and conditioning. Um, but yeah, so that was that was cool. Um, on the way up, I listened to a book. <laughs> What's the name of the book? Well, hold on. Give me a second to pull it up. Uh, so I, I, I get majority of my um, my books are audio books. I use Audible. Oh, Atomic Habits. James Clear. Yeah. Um, who was it? Maybe my wife is like, read Atomic Habits. That's not her voice. Don't know why I did that. Uh, but <laughs> uh, some of the notes I took were... Uh, pretty cool uh provide what's missing it's one no it wasn't atomic habits i did read atomic habits or listen to atomic habits that day it was wealth made easy okay yeah wealth made easy it's a it's a quick read uh greg s reed and gary m krebs um Greg S. Reed is, uh, you'll find him on a lot of the, within the Napoleon Hill, uh, collection. Uh, but, uh, yeah, Wealth Made Easy, it, it has a lot, uh, some of the billionaires and millionaires current that give tips on not just how they made their money, but how you can make, how you can start to grow wealth, um, you know, and a lot of it comes down to habit. And if we can foster great habits and continue to tune them and hone them in, um, you know, that's where you can see growth. And whether it be financial, physical, um, 
your mental whatever uh, that's where you see see growth so provide what's missing was one thing that was listed save lives um, then I had an idea I will not share that here and then uh, break down and then I did get into atomic habits and one thing that came up there was what was it movement versus action so a lot of times we have great movement it looks like they're busy that's why I thought being busy like everybody's busy all that means is you're just moving around and it doesn't mean you have a purpose it doesn't mean that you're your busyness, your movement, equates to anything. It's not tied to an outcome per se, other than I'm busy. So we're filling time with movement. Okay. Versus action. Action is purposeful. You know, I'm going to study so that I reach X outcome. I'm going to train in this manner so that I will see X outcome instead of just coming in training I did air quotes training so just moving around without the intent behind each movement each repetition each action that will warrant the outcome you want let's say you want a, a greater vertical jump and we do testing you test and we know you got to get stronger. Well, here's how you get stronger. Now, if you attack the repetitions needed, let's call it in a back squat, because it's simple. Everybody can picture a back squat. Okay, If you attack those repetitions with great intent, so you generate as much tension as you can through the eccentric portion, and you keep that tension through the isometric portion at the bottom of the squat and then you are able to recruit as much as you can recruit you have great tension and you just recruit like crazy to drive out of the bottom of that squat so your concentric action is just like crazy freaking that will light up the screen now we repeat that per repetition now we have great action whereas hey this is what you need to do. You need to squat. An example of just having movement, just being busy. You knock out your repetitions. Just knock them out. I'm not really here. I'm not really conscious. Weights on the bar. I move. I knock out my sets, my reps. I'm done. Instead of having that great intent behind your movement so that it becomes an, uh, an action. Uh, but, yeah, that was one I took away. That was one takeaway movement or action over movement. Um, then implementation intention. I don't remember what that is. <laughs> I'm going to have to listen to it again. That's cool. Uh, master the art of showing up. Literally show up and be present. Like it doesn't happen as much as you think. A lot of times you just got to freaking show up, be present and have a purpose behind you. You know, like a lot of some people show up, but they don't have a purpose. They don't have an ability. They just show up like, here I am. Like, give me the job. It's like GTFO. No. But those people that come in and they're like, hey, I'm here. This is what I want. This is why I'm here. I expect to be able to do that or this or learn this or that or improve in these areas from being here.
It's like, cool, now we can talk. You know, show up. Show up. Goodness gracious, show up. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm probably going to record something here soon on habit adoption. Um, James Clear talks about make it satisfying. And um, there was a presentation. Why am I drawing a blank on who did it? Uh, the hedonic staircase is what I have, and that's still in spark it. But uh, I'll, I'll probably talk on that a little bit later because that's a whole another thing. I'll do a visual with that. And then career best effort, CBE. Over time, you can analyze your output, your performance, and kind of set a bar that you need to be above. So if you're consistently chasing improvement, every day you want to push to be above your CBE, your career best effort. Um, and that's how you continue, continually drive growth. Uh, Pat Riley and the Lakers in the 80s, that's what he used to push them toward the championships because they had a talented team. What was it, 84, 83, 84, somewhere in there. And then in 85, he brought that out. 85 or 86, he brought that out. And um, it helped push them to, uh, it's an accountability piece. You know, like it's, it's a, are you living up to your potential piece? Um, as far as accountability goes. And CBE, career best effort. I think that might be my last note. <laughs> it exited, so maybe that is. Yeah, and uh, on, on docket for this week, because I hear I don't have time for that. I don't have time. I don't have time. Or I don't have time for that shit. And I'm like, well... How do I have time for all this? You know, if someone tells me I don't have time, especially like within our family, if, if my daughter or my son, you know, they're young, but if they're like, Dad, we don't have, we didn't have time to clean our room. We didn't have time to clean the table. We didn't have time to take out the trash. We didn't have time to clean our toys up. We didn't have time. My wife, I don't have time to do this. I don't have time to do that. I don't have time to, you know, whatever. Like, well, it's got to get done. And if y'all don't have time, it, it falls on me. So apparently, I do have time. So how do I have time? And so I started thinking through it. I was being a smart ass at first. And then I actually started thinking. I was like, what's the difference between the three of you and myself other than you know, a couple of things that I'm going to work through and just see if it's true. It may not be. And then try and apply it in other, with other people and see if they, you know, that are high performers that seem to always have time, you know, uh, and, and then versus those who constantly come up with the, oh, I'm sorry, I can't do that because I don't have time. Um, <laughs> and I'm not talking about like, Yes, men and women. I'm talking about people who actually consciously think through and they're like, yeah, I can do it. And they show up and they, you know, they knock it out of the park. But that was my last note. Um, that took a little while, but it's been a week and a half, two weeks. Have a great one.